Day number 150, day 163, since Joe promised that he would not allow uh, abandoned Americans behind enemy lines. Now there's a proposal. I'll get to it in the course of the program today. Joe Biden wants to give humanitarian aid to the tune of $308 million to the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Well, where's that money going to go? Right in the hands of the Taliban. Now, what are the odds that the Taliban is going to use it for the people in Afghanistan? Probably zero. It's not enough that he gave them, what, $80 billion in the most sophisticated military weaponry on the face of this earth. No, let's make it worse. Now, if you're going to give Afghanistan $308 million, why don't you demand the release of the hostages first? Well, Hannity, that's you, then you're paying a ransom. Well, Joe said he had all the leverage. Where's the leverage, Joe? Because all these people are still trapped behind enemy lines. But I know you've turned the page. The media mob has turned the page. Everyone's turning the page, looking the other way. And, you know, we're supposed to forget about our fellow Americans, military family members, thousands of green card holders, Afghan allies that we made a pledge, a promise, a solemn vow to that we if this day ever came, we'd get them the hell out of there. Not necessarily bring them here. Um, the RNC is now suing to protect the integrity of our elections as they issued a statement after filing suit against the new mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, and the New York City Council and the New York City Board of Elections in state court for illegally allowing non-citizens to vote in city elections. In other words, illegal immigrants can vote in, in municipality elections. American elections should be decided by American citizens. If Democrats can subvert elections this flagrantly in America's largest city, they can do it anywhere. The RNC is now suing to protect the integrity of our elections. We stand ready to do the same wherever Democrats try to attack the the basic security of your ballot. So that suit is now going forward. But by the way, it's not just New York City. There are counties in Vermont, you know, it's a pretty amazing thing what's going on here today because you got Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. We're never seen together. All right. But they're seen. They're going to Georgia. They're in Georgia today. And what's fascinating more than anything else about this whole thing is is what their plan is in Georgia. They're set to the you know, they're talking about voting rights. Here's the problem as they get off Air Force One. Here's the with their masks on. You know, socially distant. Kamala Harris getting off Air Force One. So they're going to the state of Georgia. Now, we've already talked about the attorney general, Merrick Garland, has now weaponized the Department of Justice and by going after the voting laws in Georgia and in Texas. Now, the state of Georgia happens to have some of the most accessible voting opportunities for the people of Georgia than any other state. They have 17 days of in-person early voting. The state of Delaware, which Joe has represented now for 500,000 years, he never once lifted a finger or even talked about election accessibility. They have some of the most restrictive election laws in the country, and yet Merrick Garland goes after the state that has accessibility for elections. Every district in Georgia has a drop box. There's no early voting in Delaware, in-person early voting, and there's no drop box. you got to give a reason if you want 
to vote absentee in Delaware. You don't need to give a reason in Georgia. Both states have voter ID laws. So why would Merrick Garland be attacking Georgia? Why is why is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris going to lecture and scold the people of Georgia? If not, it's all political. Now that this is now their big push. Yesterday, Joe Manchin said it's over. Build Back Better is dead. He's not supporting it. His offer of one point seven or eight trillion, whatever it was, is off the table and he's not putting it back on the table. Now, Manchin and Cinema are the two. The Washington Post had a piece out today. I saw our friend Bo Snurdly from Russia from the Rush Limbaugh show tweeted this out. That's where I first caught it. James caught it. Actually, I don't go on Twitter. And anyway, reporting uh, the Washington Pope fretting that cinema is stubbornly opposed to eliminating the, the filibuster. Washington Post reports frets that cinema stubbornly opposed eliminating the filibuster. And the Washington Post reporter deviated from her past coverage of the former president, Donald Trump's efforts to scrap the filibuster rule. Anyway, it's not just Manchin and it's not just cinema, according to the Politico. Now, Manchin and Cinema are the source of liberal frustration around the country, and there's a lot of venom and hate and vitriol against both of them. Now, I can play you, and I'll, I'll play in a second, all the Democrats, what they've said about ending the filibuster over the years. You know, Chuck Schumer culminating with him saying, well, become a banana republic. But it appears now Mark Kelly's feeling the heat from the Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich, and Mark Kelly is not yet committed to going along with this this one-time change in the rules so that they can have their election uh reform bill passed which by the way they want to get they want what happened in 2020 to happen again what did i say we need if we want integrity if you're a person that's really honest and you want integrity in elections voter id signature verification chain of custody controls in other words with mail-in ballots that that People on both sides know where they are, can watch them at all times. You can put cameras, surveillance cameras, and make sure nobody messes with them. The same with the drop boxes. There are surveillance cameras. Hearing details, there might be some shenanigans that were caught on tape, but we'll find out in the days ahead. But that's for a different day. And But apparently Mark Kelly now is feeling the heat because there's a very good chance that Attorney General of Arizona, Mark Burnovich, would win that election. By the way, he would deserve to win. I think he'd be a great senator myself. Um, and we've gotten to know him because of all the lawsuits he's filed against the Biden administration, everything from mandates. I know he's indicted nine people for ballot harvesting out there. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting. Now, Senate Republicans have come up with a dramatic counter move to derail Biden's uh, plan to change the filibuster. If the Democrats do weaken the filibuster, Senate Republicans are threatening to take control of the Senate agenda by forcing votes on issues ranging from the Keystone XL pipeline to abortion rules to the U.S.-Mexico border wall. They're looking at smaller bills, such as a proposal to prohibit the administration from imposing a fracking ban by executive order, a prohibition on the IRS implementing new reporting on banks to disclose individuals' banking activity, and mandatory detention for illegal immigrants who commit serious crimes. 
Senate Republican leaders said they have a list of bills that they will bring up on the floor under Rule 14, and they will debate it if Chuck Schumer is able to round up enough votes uh, to lower the threshold for beginning debate on this, oh, we want to win every election uh, law that they want to pass. So Democrats are opposing Biden's push to torpedo the filibuster. Now, issues and insights, according to the latest issues and answers poll, 46% of adult surveys said they supported leaving the filibuster unchanged versus 31% who said they don't. Republicans, Democrats see almost eye to eye on the issue. You know, some 51% of Democrats support leaving it as it is, 53% of Republicans, and by a margin of 51 versus 30, African-Americans, Hispanics support leaving it unchanged. Uh, and you can break it down further demographically. One odd oddity about today's trip to Georgia, and that is that gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams won't be attending the speech by Biden and Kamala Harris. And voting rights groups have also said they won't be attending Biden's speech. Uh, why? Because apparently, according to Newsweek, they're expressing their frustration with the apparent lack of progress on protections for voting rights and other agenda items of the Biden administration. Abrams cited a scheduling conflict. And by the way, all you know, this is what makes this, a you know, an absolute ridiculous sham committee. I mean, you got the biggest purveyor of election lies ever in the history of the country and Adam Schiff. You know, the Stacey Abrams is loved and adored by Democratic rank and file. Uh, they all, you know, Schiff, Schiff, to this day is pushing his phony Russia Trump collusion narrative. Stacey Abrams still thinks she won in 2018 and says so and denies she ever said it. We got all the tape to prove it. You know, all these Democrats, all this is is a power grab. If we don't win this next election, if you think this is bad, it's all going to get worse because they want to end the filibuster once, they'll do it again. They want D.C., Puerto Rico, statehood. You know, they want to pack the Supreme Court. All of those issues are on the table. Now, when it comes to past remarks from Democrats on the issue of eliminating the filibuster, they had a very different point of view when they were not in power. Listen. Speaking of those other candidates, several of them have proposed major structural reforms to our government and to our democracy. These include abolishing the Electoral College, uh, expanding the size of the Supreme Court, setting term limits for justices, abolishing the legislative filibuster. Which, if any of these, do you support? None. What the filibuster does, what the extended debate does, is to force both sides of the aisle to come together in a bipartisan, compromising way. They want, because they can't get their way on every judge, to change the rules in midstream, to wash away 200 years of history. They want to make this country into a banana republic, where if you don't get your way, you change the rules. Oh. You mean exactly what they're trying to do now? Turn the country into a banana republic, Chucky? I mean, it should be so obvious. Uh, and, you know, all in an effort. All Republicans want are integrity measures. Partisan observers observe chain of custody, updated voter rolls, um, voter ID, voter signature verification. And, yeah, you have to be a legal citizen to be able to vote. That's not that restrictive. Considering you need an ID to buy a, a, a six pack of beer or a bottle of wine or a pack of cigarettes for crying out loud. 
If you're a smoker, bad idea, bad for your health. Even a jewel pod if you vape. It's ridiculous. You need an ID to get into the DNC convention. You need an ID to get into the White House. You needed an ID. I'd go to the White House occasionally to do an interview. Oh, hi, Mr. Hannity. How are you? Yeah, we need your uh, uh, picture ID. They know who I am. They still need the picture ID. You go through the process. I go to the DNC convention. Uh, Mr. Hannity, do you have your credential? Okay, thank you. Have a good day. That's what happens at the DNC. Go to the Capitol. Same thing. But you can't. These are the same people, ironically, passing, you know, the idea of that we need vaccine passports. Can't make this hypocrisy up. It's so disgusting and repulsive. Uh As we roll along, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, by the way, you know, the Biden economy is doing so good. Now we're expecting four rate hikes this year. For, you know, this is all based on Joe Biden's, you know, failed policies. You know, they can they, they can deliver. They think uh, their speech on voting rights is going to make a difference. It's not going to make a difference. Even Georgia lawmakers are furious and apoplectic because what are they trying to do here? And I read this yesterday. They're trying to federalize the elections, the manner in which and the time in which the states. It's up to the state legislatures, but they want to take all of that power. It's a huge, massive power grab. And what do they ultimately want? They don't want any of the integrity protections that Republicans want. You know, give me a good excuse why you'd be against a voter ID, a picture ID. Why would you be against signature verification? Why would anybody be against if you have to have mail-in ballots, even though there's greater odds of corruption, in my view? If you're going to have them, why would you not want to... It, have with them integrity measures that the chain of custody is never lost, that they could be put in a room, the mail-in ballots, before they get counted, and they could be put in that room, and you have cameras on it, and you know if any shenanigans go on. If you're going to have drop boxes, same thing. You know, what's what's wrong with updating voter rolls to make sure they're current? You know, what is what is wrong with the, uh, the policy idea, the law in many states that partisans from every party get to watch the vote counting up close from start to finish which many states called for but that didn't happen in 2020 why do we have laws if we're not going to enforce them how could you know how do you justify like new york city allowing illegal immigrants they're here illegally the right to vote legally just like joe is aiding and abetting law-breaking and illegal immigrants, you know, with process and release. And then, you know, no, of course, they get preferential treatment, no COVID tests, no vaccine mandate and transportation to the state of their choice, where the states then pick up food, shelter, um, health care, education, you name it. Why would they be against it unless they had nefarious intentions? 25 till the uh, top of the hour. Thank you for being with us. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN is on number. So now we know that on numerous occasions, Donald Trump, as the law requires, uh, authorized the use of up to 20,000 National Guardsmen uh, in the lead up to January 6th. 
Oh, he knew something was going to happen, you idiot, Hannity. He knew. He knew. No, he didn't know any such thing. What he knew is we came off a summer of 574 riots, which I keep telling you, and billions in property damage and arson and looting and dozens dead and thousands of cops injured. Yeah, that that one. There's no there's no committee looking into that. But we know that multiple requests were made. We know that Cash Patel was in the Oval Office He's the Department of Defense chief of staff. We know Mark Meadows, the president's chief of staff, was in the room. We know that the uh, defense secretary was in the room. We know the chairman of the Joint Chiefs was in the room. As the law requires, the president authorized it. Well, then the chain of command goes to Nancy Pelosi and to Muriel Bowser. They have jurisdiction. The president can authorize it, but they don't have to accept it. We saw that unfold all through the summer of 2020. The president would offer help and whatever liberal mayor, whoever had, you know, had to authorize it, they wouldn't do it. And as a result, people died. Property was destroyed and and thousands of cops injured. Great job. Now, this these are the questions. Now, now we get to the heart of this. The chairman of the committee. Now, they kicked off Jim Jordan and Jim Banks. Pelosi did that. Replacing them with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. Why? The reason is obvious. Because they're not they're going to go along with the Democrats. They have the same goal. That's to purge Donald Trump, not just from the Republican Party, from from all politics forever. And I'll play this later in the program. We have Liz, Liz Cheney's primary opponent. You know, when Liz Cheney on the Sunday programs is saying Trump's unfit for elected office, should never be allowed near the Oval Office ever again. Well, that would be the predetermined outcome I told you about. But if they really want to stop this from ever happening again, you got to ask, why did these people turn down the National Guard? If we had 20,000 National Guard troops there, I doubt January 6th would ever be discussed because it wouldn't have happened. They forget Trump's words. Many of you will peacefully and patriotically uh, make your way to the Capitol so your voices can be heard. So now we have the chairman of the committee saying Nancy Pelosi is off limits. Then we have Nancy, for example, now how Kevin McCarthy, the minority leader in the House, is now saying if Republicans take back the House in 2022, the GOP will use their power to look into the missteps of Nancy Pelosi and her appointees ahead of the January 6th uh, rally. And he said, when you watch what Nancy Pelosi has done, she's politicized the process, not getting to the two main questions. Why was the Capitol so ill-prepared that day? And how do we make sure nothing like this ever happens again? Congressman Rodney Davis is asking for the communications between the sergeant-at-arms and the speaker. And the speaker says they will not come forward with the information. That's why it's a sham committee with a predetermined outcome. That's what I've been telling you. Pelosi's denying the information that can give us the answer. And if I had to bet, it's probably been bleach bitted to death uh, or hammered to death by this point anyway. And we'll get into more of this later in the program with Eric Trump and and others. It's just unbelievable. If you, I don't, you don't want this to ever happen again. It can't ever happen again. You know, Ted Cruz was on uh, fire today. And anyway, in a dramatic under oath testimony, top FBI official 
Well, let me play it for you and you decide. I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, Did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot of well, people who are understandably very are concerned understandably about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sanborn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading to, for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sanborn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Wow. Paging FBI Director Chris Ray. Uh, Director, you, you might need some answers here, especially in light of what we know now. The Justice Department is forming a new domestic terrorism unit. By the way, the day after we get uh, McCabe saying that they need to do this, by the way, are they going to look into, you know, groups that chant, what do we want, dead cops, when do we want them now, and pigs in a blanket and fry them like bacon? I wonder if, they're gonna, I wonder if that's included in their definition of domestic terrorism. Remember, we have Mc, uh, Andrew McCabe making the comment, mainstream conservatives need to be surveilled mainstream even said mainstream not talking about people that support violence of any kind you know i will tell you it is these are unbelievable times um that we're living in here the tone and coverage i don't know who sent this 
From every clip I've been able to find in the days leading up to the days simply do not match the tone, the text messages that we've now seen. It's notable Hannity. Who's that from? Probably the media mob hating me. That's all they ever do. Linda, you think the media mob cares about my civil liberties or rights? I, don't I think so. they care a lot. I think they care a lot about your feelings, you know, <laughs> about your hair, how long it is, how thick it is. All right. Are you, you know. done? I, I, you know what? I deserve I that. think we could I, all use a little levity. I'm just saying. I, I opened the door for that. I deserve it. I, I, I get it. So the Biden inflation tax, the average American family is suffering the equivalent of a $5,000 pay cut last year thanks to Biden inflation. The Biden inflation tax combined with higher taxes owed by workers because of their inflated wages have now pushing pushed them into higher tax brackets. This analysis by Penn Wharton and their budget model found inflation cost the average American household $5,000 in higher prices and tax increases. Wow. At today's 6.8% inflation rate, this translate into, translates into a $1,500 tax increase for a household earning the median income, $3,500 with a lot of purchasing power, blah, 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 $5,000 a year. The Fed chair even came out and said Biden is wrong about the supply chain crisis. You actually said to me, now, there's definitely empty shelves in my store where I go to, but it's not dramatic. I mean... I don't eat cereal, so I don't really care if Frosty Flakes are there or not. I happen to love Frosty Flakes. I'm the type of person that is a Frosty Flake addict. And so Wait I Wait a minute, Frosty, Frosty Flakes is cereal? Really? Yeah, Frosty Flakes. Okay. You know, t- Tony the Tiger? I know Tony very well. Great. I love Frosty Flakes. I just never pictured you eating them. Oh, my gosh. I love Frosty. The problem is this. I'll wake up at 2 in the morning. If there mm-hmm. was a box of Frosty Flakes, I'll eat the whole box. Oh, wait, I do I remember stop. you telling me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We oh, did talk so about I, that I cannot have cereal in the house. I'm, I'm doing I paleo. I'm only eating mostly meat and salad. That's what I eat now. I've seen Every- your dried kale chips, cauliflower chips. No, I'm not eating that. No, no. I'm You're just, not? Me, just, just meat. No, just all meat and salads. That's it. Okay. Every day. All right. You, know, you want to know what I had for breakfast? I had two scrambled What kind eggs. of lettuce are you using? Because iceberg doesn't count. You know that, right? Iceberg and romaine. Okay. You know iceberg doesn't count. It's fake. I mix. just said iceberg and romaine. What part of that did you I heard understand? the iceberg. I'm just saying. I heard the romaine too. Okay. And I like plum tomatoes or Roma tomatoes, mm-hmm. whatever you call them. And I like, I put onions in it, celery in it, and cucumbers in it. What else do I put in it? And I usually just use a little bit of light mayo. On top. Mayo? Yeah. In your salad? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of disgusting. No, what's wrong with mayonnaise? I love mayonnaise. Oh, boy. (laughs) Mayonnaise. No good. So I had, uh, today I had two scrambled eggs and probably about a third of one of those pre-prepared patty hamburgers. I just cut it off and I just chop it up in the pan. Yeah, that's cool. Put salt in it. Yeah, of course I put salt on everything. I put salt on on ice cream, for crying out loud. I know. You put salt on salt. Very interesting. Bear shelves Biden is trending on Twitter. Fed Reserve saying inflation exacts a toll on the economy. Bear shelves Biden. I love that. Treasury warning of enormous challenges this tax filing season. Here we go. You know, all these new agents that they're going to hire, 
It's not going to impact my life. You just it's going to impact all of your lives. You're going to get the Hannity treatment. In other words, Hannity, ding, 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 pull the file. I mean, that's the that, how many times have I said, well, audit it again, audit it again. Um, the thing is, is, is that we pay all our taxes. By the way, I would highly recommend pay your taxes. I know people now, Linda, get this. They're moving to Florida. There are more New York State IRS people, state IRS people um, down in Florida, I think, than in New York. Because they make Wait a you, minute. They make you prove that you really are living in Florida six months in a day. Oh, no And kidding. by the way, if it's, even if you can prove six months in a day, they're still going to fight you on it. Did you hear about the guy who was going around all the parking lots looking for the New York State license plates? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this story? I I, I did. I mean, that's hilarious. It? I mean, he literally yeah, is lo- leaving notes yeah, on their they, on their dash. Leave your politics. Oh leave my your God, politics in New York. I know. It's hilarious. Um, but it's, you know, it honestly bears repeating. People need to be reminded. Like, you moved here because we do freedom right. Right. So leave so, your, you know. You know, take your crappy potless. And I mean that, too. Like if I go to Florida, everybody is going to welcome me because they know who I am. Exactly. I mean, there are liberals down in Florida. I got to get the hell yeah, out of here. Yeah, but they're in Miami, you know. Okay, I ain't hanging out in Miami. Exactly. How well do you know me? You think I'm going to go to very Miami? Very well. If I found you at a Miami nightclub, I'd be very no. surprised. I want to hang out with old people, and I want to join them in God's waiting room. That's where I want to be. In God's waiting room. <laughs> what, are you going to move to the villages? Is that what you're going to do? You know, one day God's going to take me home, and I'm going to, then I'm really bored. You know, this day you shall be with me in paradise. In my father's house, there are many mansions. Where's my, I don't uh, know. Your I think you're going to be here for a while, boss. Well, what, what would make you think that? You don't know Honestly? that. Yeah. You're right. None of us knows. We're never promised the day after tomorrow, you know, and we're never promised the day we're in. You know, we're all just doing the best we can. My humble opinion, I think that all of us have a purpose here. Sometimes we can't see it so clearly when so, we're in the moment. We just do the best. And I think I'll we need read you this here. real quick. So the, I always say, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my father's house. This is the same verse. John 14. Uh, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I will go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, that ye may also may be also. And whether I go, you know, the way you know. Thomas then said to him, Lord, we know not whether thou goest. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh to, unto the Father but through me. If you know me, you know my Father also. And henceforth you know me. And have seen him. I mean, it's that's that's the whole verse. Mine's a little shorter. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And your do heart, God's will. No, it's actually your heart, mind, body, and soul. But you know, don't let my like I said, mine's a little se- shorter. My my don't let my seminary education get in the way. I won't at all. You know, the troubles of this world are real. You know, yes, they are. There are the days I'm like. Take, I'm coming home, Elizabeth. Remember that? <laughs> I'm coming we could home, all Elizabeth. use a little Jesus, man. We could yeah. all use it.